Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Um, there's a couple people here who I am absolutely, i check the list to make sure who's listening, absolutely not keen to give questions to. I do not want to be in a situation where we're allowing black, black locks to, to be asking us. Um, so... Um, yeah, that's about where we're at. Well, when you don't want to be held to account, you avoid the reporters who will do the just that. See how that little game is played? So that's the voice of the Director for Communications for the Bank of Canada, Governor Tiff Macklem, who was uh, boasting to his colleagues in advance of a press conference online of how he makes sure not to allow media like a Black Locks reporter to ask his boss questions. I mean, why? Well, because that way he can make sure his spin gets the kind of spin he wants. Well, it has backfired miserably on him. And of course, the guy who got the goods, Mr. Tom Korski, he is the managing editor of Black Locks Reporter. Good to have you, Tom. Thanks, Alex. So we were talking on Monday about the fact that, you know, the Bank of Canada was making a blacklist of reporting uh, companies or, or media companies that they don't at, let you know get questions in on these stupid Zoom and uh, social media you know, press conferences that they hold, and I guess you know the the voice that our listeners heard is Paul Battersher, who is the um, fart catcher for the Bank of Canada, and I guess he was too stupid to realize that um, you were on that call waiting for a press conference to start, and there he is boasting to his uh, buddies of you know how he blocks Blacklock's reporter. Um, despite the fact that he denied even saying that to you guys. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is a future deputy minister of finance. I mean, you know, <laughs> probably this is this is public business, Alex. This is not a private club. This is public business. All these people are paid by you. They all make six figures. They're discussing public business at public expense. Now, I understand that accountability and transparency is awkward and often embarrassing. Mature democracies have figured out how to deal with that. And, and, and they know that it makes you stronger. It makes you better. And that sleazy business, forgive me, at the central bank, this central bank of a G7 country, I'm still having trouble grasping that. That, that, that kind of way that you conduct business is so unbelievably cheap and small, it's really unbecoming, I think, to the federal government, and yet surprisingly common. You know what the difference was? This big mouth didn't have the brains to know the microphone was open. <laughs> I know, like the number one rule when you're around a mic, shut up, because chances are there is one on. But, you know, it's not just unbecoming. It's actually quite dangerous because, you know, the media's job is to hold these people to account. We're not their friends. If Tiff Macklem's going to come out and say something, uh, he should be challenged to explain what he's saying. And, you know, we all know this goes on, but now we have tangible proof you know, with him openly admitting, you know, I, I only ask the people I want to get the good stuff from. And, um, you know, this is how we do it. And uh, so what has the response been? 
Well, the response has been from the general public, certainly our subscribers, uh, has been confirmation, as you mentioned. You know, there is legitimate despair that mm-hmm. I hear from news and information consumers. These are everyday people who will say, is it just me or, and, and you can always interrupt the sentence and say, no, it's not just you. Is it just me or did media used to stick up for the little guy? Did they used to challenge authority? Did they used to take, uh, they weren't stenographers with amnesia. Did they used to take facts and apply them in such a way so that we would have better government by rooting out worse government? Yeah, it did used to be that way, and it's not that way anymore. Part of the problem is the subsidies, Alex. Let's just be frank. Everyone knows where their bread's buttered, and that bread is buttered with $595 million. A lot of jobs are on the line, and that's why they sit there and do what they're told. And you have dangerous morons like Paul Batterture who feel comfortable in running a little enemies list. Nonetheless, uh, I guess we'll wait for the fallout, but the fact you got the audio to confirm uh, what he denies, I think, uh, is a pretty powerful tool. And so we'll wait to see the fallout on this, but good on you guys for uh, for catching that. A bunch of other stuff you guys have going on that uh, it's been one of those busy, busy kind of news weeks. Um, the Liberals are now pleading with the Conservatives to reconsider their rejection of a proposal for handling these secret documents that have to do with the firing of these infectious disease scientists out of that Winnipeg lab. And so they're arguing now uh, that allowing the MPs to read these secret documents on their firing it would be endangering our national security. I mean, there must be something so damning in those documents that they don't want to come out. But are they coming out? I don't think there's any question they will come out eventually. Of course, the question is timing. Is you know, Will you learn this as a citizen, as a member of parliament or senator when it's relevant, or, or will this be for the memory books? You know, there is something dangerous about this, and it has nothing to do with national security. Alex, you and I have said many times... Mm-hmm. Whatever you think of your local MP, your MP is the only friend you have in Ottawa. That's your voice. Mm -hmm. When MPs say, we want to see these documents about the cop raid on our foremost federal lab and the Chinese scientists with ties to the People's Liberation Army who were fired, that's your Mm -hmm. MP wants to see that on your behalf. You can deal with your MP and your neighbors at election time if you think they're not getting it done. But the fact is, this was a House motion, and most of the MPs who voted for disclosure were re-elected. That's called a mandate. It's not up to little people in little offices to decide what's good for us, because now you see how the enemies list grows. First, it's mm-hmm. media we don't like, and now it's the entire House of Commons is our enemies. That Now you're going down the rabbit hole. Yeah, which is why I'm so disappointed that the Conservatives folded on that uh, committee uh, looking into all things China. And uh, I don't know if they're going to reignite and start that committee again, but it was a, a real loss for them because this this is an issue they obviously don't want to talk about, which needs to be talked about. And that brings me to my next story. Um, so right now the Parliamentary Press Gallery is considering giving a membership back to Xinhua, this uh, official propaganda agency of the Chinese Communist Party. I mean, they had been a member until 2020, and uh, then it lapsed. And this is a 
a publication that uh, the Department of National Defense back in 2012 blacklisted from attending press briefings um, because it's a threat to our national security. Uh, we're not obligated to give them a membership. And given current situation, why are we even discussing this? I mean, this is a arm of the Chinese government. They, they are. This is the voice of genocide. That's what Xinhua is. The, the founding editor was Mao. <laughs> you, know, right? we, we, you don't have to, you know, geez, where are they getting their financing? Well, we, uh, yeah, we can tell you where they're getting. Uh, we didn't understand. We asked the parliamentary press gallery, why would you not dismiss this application just out of hand? Well, we, we need more information. They said we will not be influenced by outside politics. You let those people back in. I, I think that's an outrage. And I can tell you there are Canadian, independent Canadian mm -hmm. news mm -hmm. organizations mm -hmm. that have been refused <laughs> yep. membership. And you know the name of that tune. No, Shenwa back in the gallery, the hell with that. That's enough of that. Do you that. think they're going to get in? I uh, would be staggered. But you know what? I've, I've stopped reading the press gallery executive a long time ago. They... These people have been named twice with disapproval by federal judges in terms of the Election Debates Leaders Commission. Uh, you know, the press galleries, a typical volunteer board, everyone who served on a volunteer board knows the name of that score. You know the problem with volunteer boards? You can't fire anybody, right? <laughs> That's a problem. Yeah. Well, we'll keep, keep our eye on that, but it won't do nothing for uh, building of trust. I'll end on this one. I don't have a ton of time, but I did want to make sure it got in. Uh, Health Minister Jean-Yves Duclos um, was testifying yesterday at a health committee, and he could not. It's not even he could not. He would not explain this $150 million COVID contract that was sole source to SNC-Lavalin, which was you know, commissioned to build these field hospitals, which are outfitted with ICUs and all sorts of equipment that would have been used, been able to use to help ease the strain on our hospitals, but are now collecting dust. And the Trudeau government actually spent $300 million on, you know, building field hospitals. None have been requested by the provinces. And the health minister refused to answer, like, where are they? Why did they get a sole source contract? But he's all too happy to let the provinces take the blame. Almost two years ago, they ordered those. Almost two years ago, sole source contract, uh, Lavalin didn't even have to bid. Why wouldn't they call the military, <laughs> right? What does Lavalin know? Because well, they got a line to the prime minister's office. They don't have to. Exactly. And uh, urgently needed, said the internal staff uh, memos that we saw, absolutely required on an urgent basis. And here we are two years later. And not a wheel has turned. No one has asked. It's funny when that you talk about amnesia. Every yeah. time the health minister, uh, and that's two ministers now, appear in committee and they're asked about that. It's, it's actually, you know, once you get past being infuriated by the loss of hard-earned, sweat-soaked taxpayers' money, it's actually funny to watch successive health ministers. It's, it's, it's a blank. SNC what? Quebec Engineering yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I wish I could laugh, but the, the, the costs, you know, of these lockdowns, uh, you know, because of hospital strain and kids being out of school for months on end and businesses shut down, there is a real cost to this failed uh, response at both the federal and provincial level and shame on them because we have paid for this. It's a tool we could have used to maybe keep hospitals open and kids in school. It, to me, it's just like a pox on all their houses. Well, it's a metaphor. Yeah, I mean, but but ever as you as you uh, pointed out in the past, Alex. They, I mean, 
We learned in the uh, the limited investigations of Lavalin's complicated relationship with this cabinet that the prime mm. minister would pretty much come to office, come to to work in the morning, and find SNC Lavalin lobbyists with their boots on his desk. I mean, they they were pretty. Mm-hmm. It was pretty close. Uh, so of course they would give him 150 million for medical equipment no one asked for, just like you'd give him 150 million for a perpetual motion machine. I mean, the whole point was just to sign of a check for 150 million that was the deal there's nothing that this prime minister would not do for snc it is very clear by now nonetheless tom i'll look forward to the next trove you dig up thank you sir thank you alex that is tom korski of black locks reporter they do the digging they get the goods and they are subscription based but of course we have them on with us mondays and wednesdays here at nine o'clock this i'm alex pearson this is on point